0: Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come.
1: So I'm so excited that you're here and that you took time to come out today. If I have not met you today, I'll be around over here around the Connection Center. Love to meet you and your family and just so thankful that you are here this day. So I want to welcome you that's here in person, those of you that are online today. I want to talk about our future vision that takes me back to June, 1983 In June, 1983, Uh, I had just graduated high school and my whole heart was to go in the Air Force and be a lifer and get out at 38 years old and retire, but I wanted to see the world. I mean, I even put the Air Force emblem on the side of my class ring. I was very serious about this. But the thing that happened to me was this. The very day I went down to Madison, Tennessee to sign up for the Air Force and started the recruiting process, that same day I came home. And many some of you have heard this story and I've shared it for those. It's for those of you mainly that have not, but I'm tying it together. When I came home that day, I went to a friend of mine's house. And when I went there, he was actually cutting a tree in his backyard. So I went to his the backyard and i went and i put my hands on the tree to help him out and it changed the course of my life because the tree pinched the saw he jerked the saw out and the saw hit me right across my knee well i went down to the ground and when i did uh kenny was a little smaller than me he picked me up like a rag doll and every time we go over through it, i said my leg my leg go And he did. He oh, and he pull my leg back down, and it was it was ruthless what it had done. So he got me to the hospital, and they laid me on my back, and they say pick this leg up, Terrell, and I pick that leg up, and they say pick this one up, and I couldn't pick it up because it had cut the tendons completely in two, where that you check your reflexes. So they put 120 stitches in it, and after I woke up, you know, I had this cast all the way down my leg uh, at that time, and basically it changed the course of my life after that so i thank god that i have good mobility in it but i thank god that that he gives us vision but the problem was is not that i didn't have a good vision but that i didn't have god's vision see there's a lot of good visions that you can have in your life you can have a great perspective you can look forward in something but if it's not god's vision it's really not a good vision. So you can have an amazing future if you will seek God's vision for your life. God wants to help you in your personal goals. God wants to help you in your professional goals. Ultimately, God wants to help you in your spiritual goals. So let me ask you this. How many of you here under the sound of my voice would love to experience God's, God's vision for your life? Would you lift your hand up? Say, I want God's vision for my life. Well, I'm so glad you could have not picked, and especially if you're new here, or you're new online, or you're brand new here today, or you're new to Freedom Church, you could not have picked a better Sunday to be here than today. Freedom Church, as a church, has an amazing vision, an amazing future, because it is a God-birth vision. And as a church, we always want to align our vision with God's vision. You see, everything Freedom Church is about— Freedom Church exists to reach people to know God. Would you say that with me? Freedom Church exists to reach people to know God. That is why that a person, when they're born, God orders the steps of their lives and he wants them to connect with him so he can birth his vision or what he prepared them for in this life. That's what God wants to do. And Freedom Church is a movement. It's a movement that we want to help be able to create meaning in people's lives. We want people's lives to be able to be impacted. So if you're looking to be part of a history-making church, church. It's because of a future-making God. Are you with me? If you're with me, say yes. So many people today that are here in person and, and people that are online, you, you, even if you have visions and dreams and you have aspirations and you have goals, you have that, but if you're not careful, you'll fall out of line to where you don't do anything about it. And that's what God wants you to do is to do something about it. So I want us to take us to one particular verse in the Old Testament to the prophet Habakkuk in chapter 2 and verse 3. Listen to what it says. It says, this vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. In the context here, Habakkuk and God's people are in Babylonian bondage, and he's a watchman, and he's looking forward to when they're going to be out of bondage. Well, even today, with everything that's taking place, especially over the past year, it seems like this pandemic has gotten our whole world in bondage. Maybe it's caused you to be in financial bondage. Maybe it's caused you to be able to be in some kind of relational bondage because it's put so much stress on your marriage. Or maybe you or someone you know is having bad health because of this covid thing and it's causing you to be in bondage of health reasons or maybe it's a situation to where that you are wondering am i going to break this up a bondage of addiction well see you don't really know how and when but understand it's for a future time when you have a vision to look forward you cannot look back the worst thing you can do is look get in your car and drive down the road only looking in the rearview mirror you're going forward It's for a future time that God wants to take us into. See, God wants all of us here to become great. Visionaries, And if we could just, as individuals, if we could just go and sit down with God and, and grasp the very vision that God has for you and me, the vision he has for your marriage, the vision that he has for your dating relationship, the vision that he has for your business or for your career, you would bl- it would just blow your mind. You wouldn't be able to believe what God has for you. It's the same thing for the vision of our church. God has so much for us, and God's vision is to be able to use every single person that calls this church, their family, to reach people to know God. How many of you know somebody that needs Jesus in their life? Raise your hand. That's why you're here. That's what God wants to use you for collectively as a church family. Listen to what Paul wrote in his second letter to the Corinthians. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is, what's that word said out loud? There's freedom. See, God wants us to be able to experience freedom through His Son, Jesus Christ. He wants us to be able to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Whenever I began to go about after that time and and have my leg cut, I found a time that I was basically doing the Van Halen thing. I was running with the devil, and God got my attention (laughs) again. And after I ended up in Sumner County Jail, I began to look up more than ever, and I began to pray two prayers. I said, God, God, I'll do anything you want me to if you'll get me out of the mess I've got myself in. I said second to that, if you'll send me a beautiful woman that I can spend the rest of my life with serving her and have a great family, I said, and I will serve them to the day that I die. So as that become about and God began to bring things together over the next several years, next thing you know, God is calling Shannon and I to start a church. A church where it didn't matter who you are. A church that didn't matter what your name was. Didn't matter what your reputation was. It didn't really matter where you've come from. It didn't matter the clothes you wear. We just want you to wear clothes. And if you're not, we'll let you know. But anyway, and we want you to be able to come and discover the lover of your soul. Proved at the cross of Calvary. So we launched Freedom Church after a year of preparation, March 3rd, 2002. And this is the first Sunday crowd that was there that day. 159 people. That God knocked on our hearts and brought them to us. see, here's what I want you to understand. Our future, personally and collectively, requires vision. It always requires vision. I love what Solomon said in Proverbs 29 and 18, a very notable verse. But I love how this reads. And there's a couple of different versions with it. But it says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. (laughs) How many of you know somebody that's wild? (laughs) How many of you have been wild yourself? Go ahead and fess up for God and everybody inside his church, okay? Yes, I've been wild before. But it says here, they run wild if you do not accept divine guidance, and that is of God. It says, but whosoever obeys the law is joyful. There's so many people right now in our nation that's running wild. They're running wild because we're in a post-Christian time that we're living in. Christianity is going down, but it's not because God's not on the throne. There's people running wild for causes that do not matter. There's people that are running wild and going out here and burning down cities. There's people running wild and expecting everything to be given to them for them not to do anything. It's just going on, it's, it's, it's almost like this. It's like this, it's almost like a balloon. You so what do you mean? Well, this balloon here, if I don't tie it off, what's going to happen? It's going to be just like a lot of people in our nation right now, isn't it? They're running wild. They're going everywhere. You don't know what direction they're going to go in, right? That's what's happening. People are running absolutely wild because they are not, what's it say? They do not accept divine guidance. You see the king james version says where there is no vision the people perish so what that's saying is if you're not accepting divine guidance you're not going to achieve your personal goals you're not going to achieve your professional goals you're not even going to achieve most of all the spiritual goals because without that vision you're going to perish in anything you want to do so what you need to do is ask god for vision look up and say god give me a vision tell him right now say god give me a vision Because God wants to do something amazing in your life or you would not be living and breathing. So what I want to do, I want to share with you an acronym here. And first and foremost, when you think about vision, I want you to think about, man, you have got to visualize you so, say, what do you mean? You've got to visualize what God wants to do in your life. You've got to see a picture that's so inconceivable of what God wants you to do that it would only take God to be able to accomplish that in your life. And you know what? God will plant a seed in your heart. God will plant a seed in your mind if you will seek him and say, God, I'm going to run after the vision you've put in my mind. And I want to do everything I can do to run after it. And when you do that, God is going to bless you. You've got to begin to visualize that, man, I can be the guy that's leading the business and doing it. I can be the person that's running after that career path. I can be the person that will be able to understand that I can be a homeowner. I don't have to lease any longer. Just begin to visualize that ministry that you know down deep in your heart that God wants you to start. And it's always been an aching desire there, but you've never really thought that it's you that could do it. So you begin to visualize that and see that for the future. That God has for you but then what you have to do you have to take it another step when you begin to visualize it you need to begin to internalize it and you say what do you mean internalize it well what you've got to do is begin to see that as you're the person that's doing it you understand what I'm saying you say, I, I break it down for me pastor you make it personal as your own. You take it in. You make it an integral part of your being and your attitude and your beliefs. And you say, That's me. I'm the doctor, doctor in front of my name. That's me. I'm the one that I'm going to get to marry her. I'm going to get to marry him. You begin to make it your own. I'm the one that's managing the office now. I'm the one that's going to be the CEO. I'm the one that's going to get the promotion. That's me. I'm going to be the pastor of this church. And now, If you start having a vision that you're going to be the pastor of this church, that's not a vision, that's of the devil, okay? Just get that out of your mind. Just let that go away. That's of the devil, okay? Unless it's years down the road, okay? But anyway, you begin to visualize, man, that's me. I can do it. How many of you have seen that movie? I'm not even going to go there. I can do it, right? So you begin to then internalize that. And you begin to accept that. You begin to embrace that. You begin to say, that's me. I'm internalizing this. You get the visual, then you internalize it. But then you're going to take it to the next step. And this is where we're going to park just for a few minutes, okay? And stay with me. You've got to strategize. You say, what do you mean strategize, pastor? You begin to strategize the right steps that it's going to take to be able to get there so you can visualize it internalize it but if you don't strategize it you're not going to do anything whatsoever with it many people never listen to me many people never get anywhere in life because they think it's going to automatically happen to them let me tell you something young people that little check you're getting in the mail for them kids over the next while somebody's going to pay the piper eventually and it's probably going to be you You hear what I'm saying? You know when mom and dad is really trying to do their best to help you, mom and dad's not going to be around forever, most likely. One day, you're going to be on your own, make your own decisions responsible for the actions of those things that you do. Things don't happen automatically in life. You have to strategize because nothing happens without a plan. You know, we met in Hendersonville High School. And when we did, I I went around the county, and I began visualizing where is Freedom Church going to be. I began to, to strategize you know of what was going to happen because i had visualized i internalized this is us and then i began to strategize where are we going to land and it took a step by step by step process and you need to look at that in your mind as an individual As you begin to visualize, you begin to internalize that that's you and you take ownership of, you need to strategize that as an individual, the step-by-step process it's going to take to let that vision become reality. The same thing we do collectively as a church. What steps will it take for me to get where God wants me to go? Take a look at what Solomon said in Proverbs 14 and 15. Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully, say carefully. They carefully consider their steps. See, a prudent person, and what he's saying here, is a person who exercises good judgment for future planning. If you don't take time to do that, you're not going to achieve those God-given goals that God has given you. For me, what I was facing and strategizing when we are a people in this building and in this school that one day we would not be able to be there, I had to take and think about a step-by-step process to be able to take a crowd of people and help them become committed followers of Jesus Christ. I had to think about how that we were going to go from being a school to bricks and mortars and having a place of our own. These things had to be accomplished, but they weren't just going to happen. There were things that God wanted to be able to accomplish. And, and when he's wanting to do that in your life, you have to strategize the right steps to make it happen. I remember specifically going to Taj Mahal. and knew this road, 386, was coming through. And I went there and began to look at different plots of land. And our, for those of you wondering, where's Taj Mahal? I thought that was over in India. No, no, no. Uh, it's the county administration building, okay, as we call it, Taj Mahal. So I got this guy's name and his sixteen acres here, and I went to his house. He lived in the country, and I went to his house, knocked on the door, and I said, "My name's Pastor Terrell Somerville." I said, "I pastor Freedom Church," and I said, "You own the land over there where the new road's coming through the sixteen acres." He says, "Yes, I do." He had a gruff voice, and I said, "Well, we're interested in buying it for our church. It's not for sale." I said, "Well." And I ended up, he, was just had a, he just had a gruff voice. He wasn't a mean guy. He was probably a puppy dog inside. But anyway, when I left there that day and I drove up the driveway, a long driveway, I looked up and I said, God, you don't make mistakes. And I said, I know I prayed and fasted and sought here and I came here without a penny in my pocket. So I know that land <laughs> is ours. So you've got some convincing to do with he's got a bad attitude. That's what I said. He's got a bad attitude. So I went back another time and talked to him and once again didn't want to sell it finally i went back a third time and he said half a million dollars i said i looked at the other pastor friends with me and i said that's probably doable that's probably doable and you know what god did god convinced him to sell us that land and when he did we did our first building campaign and on, in october 2004 we did a groundbreaking out here there wasn't anything here and then we got to the point that they were going to kick us out of the high school so we had to do a second building campaign and we had to quickly do something over here so in that strategy and doing all the things we were doing we had to get architects we had to get contractors we had to do different things and then next thing you know we left the high school there in 2006 and we had like 79 people the last Sunday the next year we were running two services and over 300 people and people's lives getting changed and people getting saved and doing all those great things and and what's amazing about it we ran out of room again we didn't have enough room for the children and, and it wasn't applicable teaching for all the different ages of children so we did another building campaign we brought in someone to help us to be able to consult with us and what we needed to do we decided to build a children's wing and next thing you know the church came on board and, and man we brought all these children out here and we did this groundbreaking ceremony you see the names there those names are their brothers and sisters that they wanted to see come to jesus and get saved and a lot of those children are already grown and a lot of those gave their lives to Christ. So we were able to have that thing, but we hit a plateau again to the point that we were doing like three services on Sunday and we're getting out chairs. And and it's always been the vision to be able to have all of that over there for our students, for our kids, from zero to to 12th grade. And so we did another, a fourth building campaign and we were able to build this beautiful main auditorium. And and, uh, we moved in in October of 2016. You see, It's not about a mega church. Never has been. It's about a mega vision because people need Jesus. People need Jesus like never, ever before. The lost need to be found. The addictions need to be broken. The marriages need to be mended. The families need to be restored. And the lonely needs to find true friendship of people who love the Lord and love them. See, God's vision started almost 21 years ago. And so we, God has blessed us here. And I'm not that smart, trust me. But it's a step-by-step step process is when you visualize what God wants to do. And you take ownership of it. And you internalize it. Then you begin to strategize step-by-step step of what God God wants to do and God used this after prayer and fasting and plans and step-by-step action and he's made a landmark out of Freedom Church in this county that's growing by leaps and bounds and God deserves the glory for that because he's a great big God. And by the way, by the way, listen to this, I'll tell you this, the assets of what God has given us here is probably in excess of $8 million. Today we owe $1.5 million dollars. Thank you for those three claps of people in here in the house today. That's amazing of what God is doing. It's because of your generosity and you grasping the ownership of the vision that somebody's going to come to know Christ. Your children's going to come to know Christ, your grandchildren, and it's going to be a lighthouse in this community for years to come when we turn up our toes and go to heaven and spend time with Jesus forever. Something else has to take place. So many people. They can visualize it, internalize it, and own it and begin steps up, but you've got to initiate. You've got to initiate. And you say, what do you mean? You gotta get started. So, what do you mean get started? So many people can have all the other things in that, but if they don't step up and, and step out, they're not going to do anything. You have to take initiative or it's not going to get done. You have to take initiative of what's in your heart that God is wanting you to do. Listen to this. Prolonged idleness will always paralyze initiative. Prolonged idleness will always paralyze initiative. Proverbs 12 and 24 says, Work hard and become a leader. Everybody say leader. Everybody here is leading in something, even if you don't realize it. But it says work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. So you've got to take initiative. Look at the person next to you and say, just do it. And I'm not talking about Nike. I'm talking about you, okay? Will Rogers, the late Will Rogers once said, he said, you can be on the right track and you'll get run over if you just sit there. And man, what words of wisdom. Think about Noah. We know that Noah, God comes to Noah and tells Noah, I want you to build an ark because it's going to rain. And Noah's thinking it's never rained. It's only been due. And he says, I'm going to give you the plans. I'm going to give you the resources. I want you to do all this. And you're going to build the ark. Well, he didn't say, okay, God, that's cool. And he went out and started looking for a contractor to Build the art. No, he got busy because he knew that God had given that vision to him, and if it's going to be, it's up to me. And it's the same thing for you. If it's going to be, it's going to be up to you because it's God's vision that He's given you for it to be able to come about. But you've got to initiate the plan to move forward in that. And listen, if you'll rise to the occasion to God's vision for you, man, it's going to make a difference, and God is going to help you to be able to do it. Listen, you take the initiative. God will open the doors. God will provide the resources. God will bring the people around you to rally around and help you with it but you've got to take the initiative to get started it's so important so when you begin to visualize it and get it in your mind and you pray about it and you begin to internalize it and you take ownership of that and then you look at the strategy of a step-by-step process and then man you initiate it and you get started this next thing is what's really going to hit you really really hard and this is where it's going to be very important that you understand you're going to have to overcome. You say, what well, do you mean overcome? Because, man, you are going to get hit with things like you've never been hit with before. Listen to me. Anything worth having that you're going to run forward in, especially God's vision, listen to me. You're going to go through it. You're going to go through it it's going to cost you to be able to get there personally. It's going to cost you to be able to get there professionally. It's going to cost you to be able to get there like we have as a church collectively. So, if you want to, I think back and I think about uh, Shannon and I's lives together. This coming September 16th, we'll be married 32 years. That's a long time. That's a long time, you know, and we praise God for it and, and, you know, when we have a, we have a Uh, wonderful kids and we have amazing grandkids (laughs) in the process and uh, but being married 32 years it it wasn't easy it wasn't easy it was a whole lot of tears and uh quite a bit of intense fellowship if you know what I mean (laughs) so but she will tell you and I will tell you it's been worth everything together But here's what's going to happen whenever you begin to take these first few steps here and you begin to overcome. There's going to be people coming to your life that I call vision vandals. Vision vandals. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, they're going to come in and they're they're going to look at you and those vision vandals are going to come in in the form of COVID. If you're not careful, you'll keep using COVID for an excuse not to move forward in the vision God has for your future. You know that? You'll use the Delta variant not to show back up at church. You'll let the enemy convince you that you don't have the aptitude or the mental capacity or the, uh, or the resources or you don't have the right people around you or you don't have the right particular door open to be able to move forward because that's what the enemy does. He wants to come in and vandalize the vision that God gives you. And then, of course, those peers around you. You say, what do you mean, peers? Those people that you may be closest to. Oh, she's not going to go out with you. <laughs> what, are you crazy? Look at you and look at her, you know. <laughs> Your peers begin to say things. Well, you can't start a business. I mean, you don't, I mean, you can do that. Well, you're not going to get the promotion. There's no way you're going to get the promotion. He or she's going to get the promotion. Look at how much they suck up to the boss. They're going to get the promotion, not you. Just like one pastor came to me and We were in the process of starting Freedom Church. He wanted to take me to a free lunch. He sure did. He sat down he looked me in the eye and said, what are you doing starting a church? He said, we have five churches in our association that doesn't have a pastor. I looked back and I thought to myself, well, you don't have any common sense. I didn't say that to him because a lot of people don't have common sense because common sense is not too common, okay? Are you with me? And I thought to myself, if God wanted me to pastor one of those five churches, don't you think in God's economy and God's mindset that God would have one of those church people call me to come and talk about pastoring that church if that was God's vision for Terrell's life? So here it was in the form of another pastor, the enemy was using another vision vandal to come at me and say, I couldn't do it. So what do you do when those vision vandals comes in your life? The only way you're going to overcome is to look beyond and be able to overcome and tell them to talk to the hand because the face doesn't understand what you're trying to bring into my life. God wants to do something here, and I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. And listen, if you—listen, you have to learn that whatever the vision is in your life, you've got to be an overcomer. There's going to be vandals coming in your life. You've got to keep rolling into the future direction that God has taken you. You've got to overcome criticism. You've got to overcome being misunderstood. You've got to overcome being talked about. You've got to overcome being lied about. And you've got to understand that greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. And God has got your back. I'm telling you, see the closer that you get to your destiny, the more the enemy's gonna do everything he's gonna try to do to be able to get you to give up. It's gonna be more difficult, it's gonna be more intense, it's gonna be more painful. And it must mean that when that's happening, you must be getting really close to what God has for you in this life. So when the enemy comes up to you and tries to tell you that you can't overcome, you've gotta be a person to say, You know what? You've tried to stop me before, devil. And you know what? There's been too many obstacles, there's been too many trials. There's There's been too many hurdles, and I've cried too many tears. I'm not giving up now because here's what I know about what God wants to do. Any setback is a setup for a comeback. So look at the person next to you and tell them, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. That's what God wants me to do in my life. I'm not going to give any more excuses. I'm going to overcome. That's what I'm going to do in my life. There's one more thing. One more thing. Necessitate. So what do you mean? You might not think it's of any necessity to do what you need to do. Any God-given vision has to be done out of necessity because you have a burden for it. You have a burden for it. And, and you know that you have a burden because you know what God wants you to do. And, and, and you don't, if you don't have a vision and a purpose or a God assignment... It may be because you don't have a burden for anything in your life. 1 Corinthians 9.16. Listen to what Paul says here about having a burden to something. He says, yet preaching the good news is not something I can boast about. I am compelled by God to do it. He's saying, I have to do it. He said, How terrible for me if I didn't preach the good news. See, he's saying the preaching of the good news was not only a gift, it's not only a calling, but it was a burden for Paul. He couldn't stop preaching even if he wanted to. And that's the way I feel in my heart about preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how I feel about leading Freedom Church. When God gives you a vision for something, you can't help but do it. So just do it. Don't throw all the excuses out, it's of a necessity. So I'm praying that God is going to burn the individual vision in you, but you're going to grasp the vision collectively with me as Freedom Church, because Freedom Church cannot be satisfied. We are just, Freedom Church cannot be satisfied. God didn't put Freedom Church in the greatest location in Sumner County to be satisfied. This is a spiritual hub to reach people for Jesus Christ. He gave his life for them. And all of the burdens that God gives us, when he gives you a burden for something that's a God vision, and he gives you that passion, God is, will gift you to be able to run after that calling, whatever that may be. God will lay on you the necessity to do something so you can't avoid it. Let me say this to you. If you're here today and you're in this church and you, you call it home, listen, you need to be serving in this church and in the community. You need to be volunteering somewhere. It may be very well a ministry. You need to be starting because it's been there all this time. It's been dormant, but now it's time for, to be able to visualize it and start the process for it to come alive. I have a burden for Freedom Church. I have a burden for the lost in this community. It's It's growing exponentially. And I'll talk about that next week. But man, we need to rise up and do what God's vision is and do what he wants us to do. Because when I was dreaming, think about this, when I was dreaming about this church, man, I I could see a church that wasn't focused on religious rules, but a church that was focused on a relationship with Jesus and with each other, having a vision to reach the lost people and help them come from getting saved to being sanctified and living set apart for Jesus and being a light in their community to love God, love others, and love the world. So I just wanna ask you to join with me in this journey to make a difference now and for eternity. The reason we're living and breathing is because God's not done yet. Look at the person that to say, God's not done yet. God's not done yet. Join me on this journey. See, the church is to be a movement, not a monument that's what people get mixed up on it's not just a place that that we're we're welcome to go and that we come to and we come in and wear a halo and look good and 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 think that we're good with God and all those kind of things and feel good about ourselves no we need to join together with one another to be able to reach everybody because Jesus gave his life for everybody see the last thing I'll tell you is that when we get satisfied everybody loses Everybody loses. Uh, We lose by missing out on what God wants to do through us individually, personally, in our lives, professionally, financially, collectively as a church, in our lives on how we serve. See, the lost, they lose if we only focus on ourselves. So we're doing everything we can do to reach the people. And over the next couple of weeks, you do not want to miss the next couple of weeks because here's what I know about on my watch I will not allow my Savior's sacrifice to go unnoticed I will not I give you my word as your pastor August 15th you need to put in your calendar to be here because we're going to do a series called the best is yet to come we're changing service times we're going to 9 and 1030 so go ahead and adjust it for whatever it is you're going to have to get up 15 minutes early if you come here because that's what's best for the community the people and how they rise up this moving in here we're going to 9 and 1030 We're going to do the best is yet to come. We're going to to impact this entire community. And you know what? I'm looking to you to impact the people in your life that don't know Jesus. So you'll hear more about that later. But listen to what Psalm 105 and 1 says. It says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done. For those of you that are Christians, lean in for a minute. If you're not a Christian, you'll have an opportunity in a moment. But lean in, Christians, for a moment. When is the last time that you looked a person that doesn't know Christ in the eye and told him exactly what the Lord has done for you? If you haven't, God wants to use you in mighty ways. In mighty ways. So think about what God has done for you and now say, you know, to yourself, say, help me God with a vision to, for the vision to become reality in my life, in my church. How many of you will make a commitment in your life to give God your time, your talents, and your treasures to make His vision become reality and bring Him glory? If that's you and you want to be a part of the church and you want to do that with me and to stand together and let's chase this world for Jesus, would you stand to your feet right now? father we come in the name of jesus christ your son thanking you and praising you and honoring you god for every person that stood god for the people that may be seated that just got here that is just fine god give them time to figure out if they want to you're leading them to be a part god right now lord i pray for every soul under the sound of my voice online or in person here that god they'll begin to visualize the future you have for them God, they'll, in, they'll just begin to internalize it and take ownership of it, God. They'll begin to set forth strategies, God, for a step-by-step process to make it happen and initiate it and take off with it, God. But knowing, Heavenly Father, there's going to be some things that they're going to face and they're going to have to overcome because vandals will always come in. But, Lord, what's going to keep them going is, the, is to be able to know that it's necessary. They have a burden for it. And, God, the fruit will come because you are God and you're leading them, not in a good vision, but in a good vision you've put in their hearts and lives. How many of you hear on the sound of my voice as we continue praying know that God has put a vision in your heart, and you've got to take off with it? Just lift your hand real high. God bless you. God bless you. Hands are going up everywhere. Would you pray and say, God, I want it to take off in my heart, God. I'm not going to let anybody take it from me. I'm going to take ownership of it today. I'm going to run forth with it. I'm not going to let anybody steal it from me. I'm going to ask God to make that burden become a fire in my soul that I have to do it. Bless them, Father, right now, all the hands that went up, God, to do this. The biggest decision you'll ever make is having God in your heart and in your soul, making him your Lord and your Savior. And today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you picked a great day to be here because Jesus loves you. He gave his life for you on the cross of Calvary. He went through the atrocity of the cross because there was no other sacrifice that could be done but his sinless blood. And he gave his life's blood to be able to forgive us of our sins. And in that forgiveness, he took a took to the cross and then on the third day he came out of the tomb and the victory that he had over death is the same victory that you can have over death far as a physical death but one day spend eternally with him but he's going to give you a great life right now. He wants to partner with you, he wants to live in your life, he wants to lead you by spirit. And if you want that today and you feel him knocking on your heart, that's Jesus saying, let's do life together. So if that's you today and you know you need to give your life to Jesus and you feel him knocking in your heart, lift your hand, shoot your hand up real high right now and say, I need Jesus in my life for the first time. God bless you. Anyone else, anyone else, just shoot your hand up and say, yes, I need Jesus in my heart and in my life today. Would you pray with me, church, and pray for those that lifted their hands? Heavenly Father, God, as these pray, Lord, asking for you to come into their hearts, God, I pray, Lord, as they ask you to forgive them their sins, we know, God, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for that, God. May they pray and receive you as their own to be born again and make you Lord of their life. As that happens in their soul right now, God, give them the peace beyond all understanding and may they know that you are Are with them now and forever in Jesus name we pray and ask it all and everybody says amen let's give God glory church all right
0: hey everyone thanks for joining us today online we know that you weren't able to join us in the auditorium but that's totally fine because you've made this a priority in your life to make sure that you are receiving God's word if you receive Christ for the first time today, that's absolutely awesome, but we wanna know about it. So if you can, if you're on Facebook, in the description there's a link. Go ahead and hit that and fill it out uh, on our connection card that you receive Christ. If you're on our website, if you're on an app, hit the menu at the top and you can do the same thing from there. So if you're already on the connection card, you probably are noticing some other next steps that might be interesting you. If you are interested in any one of those, just check those and when you submit that, It'll inform us and we can be in contact with you to answer any questions that you may have about those next steps. So this is the time of our service where we're going to jump into our giving. At Freedom Church, we believe that you can't outgive God. This is just another act of worship where we trust God with what he has blessed us with. If you're on Facebook, again, in the description, there's a link there. You can give securely, safely on the website and the app. Also in that menu, you can see a place to do that as well but just because we're in the the time of technology doesn't mean you can't do it the old fashioned way. There is an address at the bottom of the screen that you can send it to and it'll it'll show up safe as well or just drop it by the office anytime Monday through Thursday between eight and five and we will receive it. Other than that, you have a great day.